Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening. Welcome to the world of Selena. Beers and Spears is a mature TTRPG experience made for adults by adults. Some themes may not be for all viewers. Content warnings will be listed in the written episode description. Episode 5 Deliberate Now are thoughts thou shalt not banish. Now are visions ne'er to vanish. From thy spirit shall they pass no more. Like Dewdrop from the Grass by Edgar Allan Poe. Previously on Defiance, Zion, Iris, Maven, and myself had our own personal adventures in Kilion. Three of us went to Domino and Barry's Sword and Apothecary to check it out. I came out with a steal, thanks to Zion. Then we decided to go find Maven and make sure she wasn't getting into trouble. It turned out into making sure she was sober and able to make it home. She grilled us on personal business. Then we set her up with the Goliath and I let Zion and Iris in on my past. And we headed to bed. Now, here we are. It's morning. From what you can tell being in the Underdark, you all did have about eight hours of sleep after your night in the tavern. Uh, adventurous we shall say. But you are all here with your whole team once again, whole and together. Maven looks at you, Ashton, and goes, Ah, my, uh, Astrid, sorry, I'm still, oh, still fucked up from that 400 gold bill. Um, this, the, the, the armor one, this is Rawl. Um, he's nice, he's quiet, but he's nice. If you want to introduce yourself. Raul, this is my Vice Captain Astrid. Pleasure to meet you. Yes, it's fortuitous to meet another, especially in this quiet area. Uh, Astrid looks at Raul and just kind of like politely nods to him and then looks at Maven and goes, You like through like kind of the mental connection, mm. goes, does he use all those 50 platinum words? Fortuitous? Are you yeah. shitting me? He always talks like that. But his voice right. is nice to hear, so... Oh, no, no, it's very smooth. Uh, 
It's very nice. But fortuitous? You know, if I was mistaken, I could see you blushing. Astrid is not blushing one bit. She's not <laughs> blushing. She's fully, like, straight face. She's like, no, I'm not blushing. It's just I've been spending time around people that would never say fortuitous within a 30-mile radius. And so um, Astrid looks back at Rawl and goes, well, I am glad you are um, upright as well. Yes, I am also glad and a bit embarrassed that I was not able to assist the group and was unconscious for so long. Oh, well, it happens to the best of us. I can't tell you how many times I've had to pull Maven out of the Maven out of the shit simply because she got her ass knocked out too. And she does kind of give uh, you a wink. Mm. Yeah, we don't mention that. We don't mention which time. Either way, more allies is a welcome sight. Yes. But introductions are all nice and dandy. But I want to turn back to our lovely uh, matriarch of the city. Ilvanya, you said there was a death? When? Uh, and you see Rawl for the first time you're seeing the matriarch. She is a about seven foot five being with lanky spindly arms that go from her shoulders down to her mid um, shin. Uh, and she wears robes that are of like dark blues and grays and purples. And she has hair down to the middle of her back that is um, a stark, I forget whether I said a stark white or a stark blue. Um, but it's a rather surprising color as she has a purplish grayish tinge to her skin. Um, but she facially wise looks exactly like Aliona. And. She uh, turns and goes, Yes, I did say that there was a death. It happened in the middle of the night, and we believe that it was Lord Altamir, as it was done by a vampire. But, like I said, we have not seen Lord Altamir in days, so perhaps it is somebody that could be working with him. A, a vamp... Okay. Right? Vampire. Cool. This day keeps getting better and better. And at that better, she looks at Maven kind of with a look of anything you want to add? <laughs> yes, I may have forgot to mention that Lord Altamir is a vampire. I, um, Iris and Rawl can definitely see Astrid going through like the five stages of grief in like the in in thirty seconds, and can also see um, Astrid deliberating whether she should just strangle Maven right here right now or wait until they're in private to do that. Uh, really quick, just for my clarification, the death is not uh, Altamir. Who who died? Uh. Ivanya has not said yet. Okay. You guys are free to ask? Yes. Uh, okay. 
Raul's gonna say, um, this Altmir, who was the person who died, if this one is a vampire and closer to undeath. The person who died was Castor, my, uh, right hand and my daughter's caretaker when she was younger. Uh, a powerful spellcaster that we had here in the city, but no longer as he has been drained of all of his blood. Is there a way we can uh, take a look at the body? Just to get a, uh, not an autopsy, just to take a look. If not, I understand. Uh, yes, we can. Uh, we can go look at the body in uh, after breakfast. Breakfast is important. You need strength and food in order to to do the things that you need to do to help my city and our mm. country. That too. Do you believe that he was the intended target? No. Do you believe yourself to be the intended target? No. I believe that you or my daughter was the intended target. Hmm. But Castor gave his life protecting both you and Syria. I think with that, Raul's going to be... His, his armor, I guess, from what you can see, has this kind of weighted feeling about it. That, like, he hangs his head a little bit after hearing that news. Well, we'll make sure that he w he didn't die in vain, and we make sure that this man's brought to justice. And hopefully we can find out why exactly he's targeting you. I, for one, can tell you why. Maven pipes up in this moment. Altamir is trying to take out the people that are coming after him because he knows we're here. Well, no time like the present, so nobody's got any questions, or these questions could be asked over breakfast. I, for one, am starving. Same. Let's go. As uh, Maven just starts walking, knowing where to go in this moment, and Ivanya just kind of like is impressed that she knows where to go because Maven's only been in town before, never like in the council building. Um, and you guys come to a room that is a giant, almost buffet of like different foods from around um, all of Saluna. Uh, and Ilvanya looks at you all and goes, go eat, have what you would like and eat your fill and then we can sit and talk. Iris uses the dash action to speed through the entire buffet to load her plate and find a hiding spot to eat. Give me a stealth check. Oh, oh, there she goes. Wow, she's fast. Yeah, she's a quick one. All right, stealth. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, I have a plus 10 to it. Here we go. It's 22. Oh, my. Oh, wow. Jesus. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, you get all your food and find, like, the perfect little corner to, like, sit yourself in to eat. Uh, Maven walks through and just kind of, like, idly puts stuff on her plate before sitting down um, and waits for the rest of you to uh, grab food and sit down or whatever you are going to do in this moment. I think Brawl is just going to grab, like, a piece of bread, put it on the plate, and then walk over (laughs) Funny enough, Astrid is like, it's almost like the military diet where it's like a hard boiled egg, black coffee, a piece of toast with like jam, and that's it. And then she kind of, she sits over with the rest of the group. A glass that just says strength on the side of it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, Ilvanya grabs some stuff for herself and sits down uh, and looks at all of you uh, almost expectantly like waiting for questions knowing that you are going to ask them and waiting to see if she has the answers that you want I think one of the questions Raul is most curious about is um, he'll ask do we happen to know Altamir's current location Yes, perfect question, as I have a map that has been drawn up by a couple of our scryers um, using Maven's scrying technique that she uh, allowed us to borrow. Um, It is uh, actually right here. As she reaches uh, into, like, her... um, her robe to pull out a rolled um, map. Um, we will use you will use this to find the last known location of Lord Altamir's home in the Underdark. You guys are lucky that Iris is not sitting with you guys because she absolutely would have asked how you borrow a technique. <laughs> I think uh, Raul's gonna take the map, and can can I make a history check to Absolutely. Uh, separate fact and fiction from vampires from my travels? <laughs> yes. Most specifically, uh, trying to remember their weaknesses. You, as you are making this roll here, you think you're alone here? Trust me, you'll know the reasons and the facts and the fakes. You just got to think about it. Uh, And you can roll this with advantage. Ooh, fun. Do I recognize the voice? Absolutely. Yeah, buddy. You know exactly which one it is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, I said history, right? Uh, would this, this would be history, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, 16. 16. Yeah, you know that they have to stay away from sunlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, a stake through the heart too. while they are sleeping in their, uh, the coffin they were buried in will kill them permanently. Um, or severing their head and burning their body 
will also kill them permanently. Um, they uh, also uh, they have to drink um, blood about every three days, or else they will be what is known as malnourished for them. Um, they are stronger, faster, and have uh, um, better senses than regular mortals, and they are effectively immortal as long as they stay away from the things that will kill them. Okay. Um, with that, we are going to warp somewhere else as we find ourselves in a bedroom and we come to a canopied bed and we see Aliona lying on the mattress. Your eyes open and you are in the bedroom you left a couple years ago. There is a deep feeling of bittersweetness as she lays in her bed so used to the same silks and fabrics that hang above her. It's almost like a dream. Not quite one she wants to find herself in. After spending so many years trying to run and put this life behind her, it's just a reminder for her how far she's come and in a way reassures that she made the right choice. Every aspect of that room was a choice that she did not make for herself. It's memories and laughter and good time. It's a time capsule of a life that once was. But that life is gone. That life is dead. That girl is dead. Alona is the one who still lives. But the name of the person who used to inhabit this room, she, she is gone. You are laying on this bed comfortable and mulling over how this room makes you feel when you notice you're not wearing your armor you are not dressed how you were in the mouth of the cave uh, when you arrived with your comrades you are in dark blue and gray and purple robes like the ones you used to wear and you don't see your armor anywhere in the room what would you like to do she i think she takes a moment and laughs to herself because she knows this is probably her mother's doing in fact it is her mother's doing this is what she's wanted all along for her to come home she thinks for a moment and i think she's going to kind of look around her room to see if there's any indication of Anything that she once had on her is still there. And I think she wants to see if she can find, because she feels naked without them, any weapons that she may have left behind. Just so she has something. So the only thing that is left from what you were wearing were your weapons. Ah, oh, beautiful. Your mother may not like what you were doing, but your mother is also a warrior in her own right and understands that a girl needs to protect herself. A girl's best friend is her weapons. So I think she is going to grab at least 
because she knows they've probably all gathered for a breakfast. I think she'll take her great axe and put it on and check the mirror just to make sure that she looks presentable, at least to her ghostly appearance. And then I think she will head to maybe try to find where they are. You look in this mirror and though you're wearing the robes, you see that they're tied differently than when you used to wear them. They used to be tied in a very princess-esque manner, but you see that your mother had them tied and wrapped in almost a warrior-esque manner, as if to say she accepts you in a way. And she also had your hair left alone, which is surprising to you because your hair was something that you two often fought about. But the only thing that is truly the same is what robes you are wearing. But the way she did this is confusing to you. And as you walk, you hear voices chattering and you see scorch marks on the ground and the marble and a shape in the soot in a small, about three foot tall shape, a very familiar shape. And as you walk into the room where everyone is having breakfast, you hear your mother speak and go, Yes, while it is hard to find him, I'm hoping that the map will work and our loss of caster will not be in vain. I agree with you. It will not be in vain because I will make sure that he is avenged with every fiber of my being. Mother. And she turns to see you and goes, Ah, Seria, you wake. That is good. We were worried you would not wake up. Uh, you know me, you can't keep me down for long. Though the details are quite fuzzy at the moment. So. But, uh... Yes, I did. When I get knocked down, I get back up. Now grab some food and sit down, down so all. that I can explain more for your and your friends as they ask questions that they need answered. Yes. And I'm sure they'll have a lot more since you called me by my birth name. Oh, you did all. not share with your friends your birth name. I worked hard. I worked hard to pick that name for you. Is this dangerous? Are you not proud of it? And I love that name. I am proud of it, Mother. But understand, when you live a life like I did, when I first started doing what I do now, mm. that name put a target on my back. I don't think what you're doing was the thing that puts the target on your back, so, my daughter. I had to be careful. No, this is my own doing. But uh, it is just how the thing... Mm. The fates will play, you know? I was born this way, in royalty, and now I go to do the right thing, help the people. And that, uh, that both comes with, Yes, uh, and then when you are done playing your games with all your friends, you will enough about that. We talk marry about like you're Let supposed me get food to. So you, can... you do see Iris, uh, sorry, you do see Astrid. I don't know why I'm talking about Iris. You do see Astrid just choke at the bluntness of Alyona's uh, mother. And then she just quickly follows it up with a swig of her uh, coffee. 
Alona smiles at that reaction because, um, yeah, that's honestly her own feelings towards this. Um, and she looks at her mother and says, <coughs> I'll marry, just not huh. the bastard you chose from me. Huh. Well, and she goes this to get her food. an introduction. Um, you must have been the other sleeping friend that showed up here. That is very likely. I, uh, I honestly don't remember what happened, but, uh, uh, Given the missing Astrid, time, I take so. Uh, Astrid Delvo, I'm you be? Maven's. Excuse me, I'm Maven's co-vice captain, co-captain. I don't know. I just make sure Maven doesn't fall off a cliff once in a while. Hey, I know this. I know the spell fly, so I'm good. But yeah, you. But yeah, you don't use it. Ain't good. that something? Ain't that something? I also know Featherfall, so she is not the. Uh, how you say? Brightest candle in the That world. is exactly what I am saying. See, somebody gets it. Astrid, you... And she goes back can to you give me an insight check? Well, we can talk more later. On Maven? Absolutely. That is an 18. On an, on an 18, not only do you understand the look that Maven is giving you, you hear in your head... I'd watch it. You remember the last time you caught a fireball from me. You, you like people see Astrid fully turn and look towards Maven, and out loud, she goes, "That's rich coming from you." And she stands up. She's like, "It has been lovely. I got to do a couple errands before I get ready for the day." I will meet you all um, where I'll find y'all. And she the pointed she puts a pointed look at Maven and then she walks away. Oh, Maven's following you. And Astrid again fully turns, looks at Maven and goes, I didn't ask you to come with. I'll find you where I didn't ask I didn't ask you to ask me. We have to have a talk. And Astrid's like Astrid sure it goes no, I gotta do some. I gotta make. I'll find you when I'm done. And Astrid is gone before Maven can say anything. You all see Maven walk off in the opposite direction. Iris, what are you doing in this moment, Iris? What I do best. Give me a side of hand roll. <laughs> with disadvantage. Why with disadvantage? This is a city of spellcasters. You think they don't have the alarm spell? Fine. With this advantage, it's still a 27. Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> I rolled a 19 and a 17. And I got plus 10. I think as you Amazing. are grabbing stuff out of people's pockets, you get a big golden key <gasps> out of one of them. Ooh. <laughs> this key is labeled. What? Question mark. Iris can read. Well, that's boring. If you would like, you can give me an investigation or an arcana check. Okay, let's see. They're both a plus one, mm -hmm. so that's still a 17. Okay. Six, 16 which, plus one? Which one do you want it to be? Investigation or arcana? Uh, investigation. In 
the missions you have done before with Maven and the espionage crew, you've yeah, the escrow crew, you've done a lot of work. A lot of weird work. This is a key to a coffin. <laughs> Why would a random Ooh, did I? servant have a key to a coffin? <laughs> oh, I just got a jackpot this time. What else did she get, though, besides the key? Oh, you got some gold. Uh, you got, like, a weird ball of lint. Um... And you got like a really cute picture of like a dog. <laughs> Wonderful. The lint is her favorite thing. As you are sitting there looking at what you got, you hear a voice in front of you go, Interesting. This is my lint. In front of you is a man with dead eyes, pale skin, dark black hair, and fanged canines. How did you get that key out of my pocket, little one? Wouldn't you like to know? Mine now. I could easily make that coffin yours, if you'd like. What's in it for me? Power. What's in it for you? Perhaps you'll find out if you answer correctly. What's the question? Do you want the coffin to become yours? Well, that depends. Is it going to become mine in the sense of I will own it? Or is it going to become the sense of my, Is it going to become mine in the sense of you're going to kill me and stuff me in it? Oh, darling. You think I would do something barbaric enough as kill you and stuff you in a coffin? Yeah. I don't know you, man. <laughs> That isn't elegant at all. I ain't elegant. Perhaps we could talk over a glass of wine. Ah, uh, eh. Wine messes with me real bad, man. <laughs> you don't want to see that. Then shots. Now we're talking. On me. Like, no. body shots? I'm no, not into like, that, dude. I'm paying for them. Oh, well, that's real nice. <laughs> Meet me in the tavern in about 20 minutes and I'll get you shots. What'd you say your name was? Zion. And he disappears. Cool. Um... Iris is immediately going to go find Maven. Okay. Um, give me... You're trying to find her, so give me an investigation check. That's an 11. An 11. It takes you probably about 20 minutes, but she's in the library. Um, like, furiously looking for books. Maven! Maven, I might have fucked up! Books. I was gone for literally five minutes, Iris. How did you... <laughs> She's gonna show the key. Why do you have a coffin key? Stole it off a guy. Why do you have a coffin key covered in necrotic energy? I can't sense magic. What did this guy look like? Um, Iris will proceed to explain the interaction that she just had with him. And now he's waiting for me at the tavern. You do realize we're looking for a vampire that killed a gnome, right? And you just had a vampire right in front of your face and let him walk away? Well, he's waiting for me. For you. For you. You have to go meet him. Well, okay. I can do that, but do I need backup? We'll be there. Okay. Don't. Don't you let me die, Maven. Look, and also Hilia's somewhere in this city, so he's probably going to pop up if, like, we need them. Because if, if I die, I'm going to haunt you. I'm not going to let you die, Iris. You've been on plenty of missions with me before. Yeah. I know. That's why I'm letting you know that I'm going to haunt you if you let me die. 
No, also the benefactor will, but that's a different story. Um, yes, we will back you up, but you are gonna have to go in there alone. But we need a we need a safe word, something you can yell if something goes wrong. Should should this be discussed with everybody else? We can discuss it, and I'll tell everybody else so that it isn't a big deal. We don't want to make a big okay. thing of this in case everybody, in case other people are listening. What do you want to say for it to be? Uh, if things start going sideways, I'll order a tequila sunrise. Cause I fucking hate them. Okay, I think that works out perfectly. All right, you. Get ready to go over to the bar. I'm going to go talk to everybody else. And then I'm going to go find Astrid because apparently I pissed her off. And I'm going to have to apologize to her for that because I'm being a bad friend now because apparently I said something stupid to her. Maybe. <laughs> yes. Maybe. You got to figure out how you fucked up first. I think it was because I brought up the time that I threw a fireball at her. You would? I brought up the time in her head that I threw a fireball at her because she was making fun of me with Iona. You threw a fireball at her? No, I didn't do it this time. I've done it before, and I threatened it. Maven. I was... She... It was an accident. Maven. I said I was sorry, and I healed her afterwards. Okay, I gotta go meet this vampire. I gotta go find my friend. Don't you let me well, die. First, let me go tell the rest of them so that they know before I go find my friend. Uh, and Maven will leave the library to go back to where breakfast is being had and look at all of you and go, is there somewhere we can talk that nobody else can listen in? Aliona, I'm looking at you because you used to live here. And this is between us because I'm not going to ask your mother to join us for what I need to talk about. Can we go there? Yes, I can. I know a place. Of course, but... Uh, okay. We need to be discreet. There are eyes everywhere. And this is a place that uh, I used to use to escape. Quite literally, escape. Uh, meets me... Mm. And she thinks for a moment, because it's been a while since she's been there, and... While not much has changed, she has to remember the layout and make sure that this place is still where she remembers it to be. Um, there is a place, um, the South Tower. There is a corridor. It is one floor below the library. There's a corridor there. I can lead us there, and then you need to trust me as I lead the rest of the way. Well... I wouldn't have had you on this mission with me if I didn't Only trust you. Only one other person knows of this area. And he is dead. So. We, I understand what you honest, need, but I'm saying I me and her hand picked all of Or you. if it's just out of need. Not saying you in particular, but I think you understand what I need. I mean, mean, yes, sorry. So, y'all were the only ones we trust. I know, and I appreciate that. But again... Being home brings back a lot of... I have not been given a reason to trust a lot of people. Lead the way. Mm, happily. And you guys will move with... An, Maven kind of pushes an urgency that you guys haven't felt yet on this mission. Like, now you feel like, oh shit, like something's going on. And 
though Maven is following you, Aliona, she's kind of setting the pace you guys need to go to. Um, I think as she's doing that, Aliona like grabs her arm and says, "You need to stop. You're going to gain attention. If you want to do this correctly, you need to stay calm." I need to get there as quick as possible so that I can tell you what can happen so that Iris doesn't die. And if you want to die within this castle, you need to slow down. We're almost there. You see that? And up ahead, she points to a tapestry. We're going behind that. Now, come on. Fred. And she mutters something angrily in her native language as she goes on ahead um, and moves the tapestry to a um, hole that is kind of... It looks like it was made a long time ago. You can see where someone had beaten in the wall. To and once you step inside, it is very dark. But from the bit of light that's shining in through the um, moved tapestry, you can see that there's a hallway. And once everyone's inside, Alona steps in and, and she says, Stay close. We're going ahead. Do not have light. And... She leads them through this, what feels to be a tight hallway, and opens up into this, what was probably once a dungeon or a cell that has now been turned into what looks to be a training area. And that you can see that there's weapons covering the walls, dummies that have been beat to hell and back. There are these, there's broken weapons, there's beat up shields, a lot of them covered in rust now, because you notice that there is a window, but the bars have been pulled away or pulled open it's kind of hard to tell the way they're bent and looks like rain has been pouring in for years everything in there has in for what is better lack of words disrepair but you can tell it was once a very loved area and you can see that there's scribblings on the wall and all these things written and there's even a poster of you can maybe make out we used to be a fighter or something but it very much feels like maybe a place where a teenager would hang out once upon a time as you all settle in there um maven is going to cast warding wind around all of you guys and it makes everything hard to hear but then as she, she touches up each finger to her temples and then to each one of your temples because there's only two of you in this moment and she's going to speak into your heads and goes iris fucked up she stole a coffin key from a vampire most likely the vampire we've been trying to find that killed caster and now she has to go on a date with him because she said she'd meet him at the tavern the safe word help me. that she has, if things are going sideways, is she will order a tequila sunrise. She does not like tequila sunrises. They mess with her tummy a little bit too much. But that's besides the point. I have to go find Astrid and tell her all this. I need you two to meet me at the tavern as inconspicuously as possible. Would it not be easier just to launch a surprise attack against the vampire? No, it's in a public place. I think it might be easier to try to get information and then corner him. But if this goes south, we will attack. Yes. Versus Sisley. I have, I do have my daylight spell ready to use if I need to. But I also need Astrid there because I need to make sure that Astrid is also safe. Because when there's one, there's more. Roland, I can handle it. 
Yes, they are like infestation of ants. There's always war. So, so currently, Iris is alone at the bar with the Spamhunter at this moment. Iris is probably safer alone than she is with us because she's quick and she's stealthy. She's the captain of the espionage unit for a reason. Did you catch... Did she disclose name? Does she have name she of Vampire? did not... I think she said his name was Zion. And he looked really pale Zion. with... Zion is part of team. Well, that... Are you sure it was Zion? That doesn't mean that other people in the world can't have the name Zion. But it is not... Uh, it will be easier uh, just to confirm with our own eyes if it is our team member or some other names the same. This is why I like you. You think very clearly. Yes, we will make sure. But I do not know anyone else named Zion. You... You can go and find Astrid. We'll make a way to the bar. Thank you. Um, and she drops the warding wind and leaves. Um, uh, she, she's stealthy and uh, gets out without anybody seeing and um, makes her way through the town. Astrid, what are you doing in this moment? Um, Astrid is trying to, like, leave the senatorial area, like, leaving the actual political part and going to find an armory literally just anywhere that's not where she's currently at right now um yeah so you there's an armory literally right outside of the council building to the right it's across from the monastery um you would like to go there yeah and as she's walking um her she kind of flicks her wrist in a very like quick motion and almost this like white smoke kind of pours through her veins and out of her fingertips as she finds her familiar Oberon. Um, Oberon is a white and gray dire wolf to walk with her as she is just hauling ass literally anywhere else but here. Preferably to an armory. Yeah, you um, summon Oberon and you find the armory uh, and walk in as you see a orc woman with vitiligo that dances across her skin uh, and one broken tusk protruding and one uh, non-broken tusk protruding from underneath her bottom lip over her top lip. She has short, um, curly, dark black hair. Uh, and a scar over her right eye and uh, an eyebrow piercing uh, in her left eyebrow. Uh, and she looks at you and goes, How can I help you? I'm a cleric of Kuma, and I just need to bless my weapons. Do you have any place that's preferably private? You need a forge? Forge, anvil, anything will do. Is that a familiar or a companion? It's a familiar. Would you like armor for him? See, at this woman is kind of just like the, are you for real right now? Type look and she goes, what do you think, buddy? Would you like some armor? And Oberon kind of just like looks at her, looks to the orc, looks back at her with this look of like, duh. Uh, 
she smiles uh, and goes, I have never seen white wolf like that. Uh, yeah, well, he's one of a kind, I can tell you that much. Do you have measurements or can I take them? Go on, buddy. Be nice to the nice lady. And you see him kind of like saunter up and then like sit down like a, like a regular dog would and just kind of sit there waiting patiently like at a ta- like like one would at a tailor. Uh, yeah, she takes the measurements and goes, mm, I can have this done by sundown and it will animate and deanimate with him and stay on him. Uh, it is blessed. Uh, how much would how much would it be? Oh, uh, on the house. Well, I gotta pay you something no. for your services. No, on the house. You, what did you say your name was again? Astrid. You are a cleric, no? That I am. Of the War Mother. That I am. Mm. We more have a uh, <clears throat> mutual understanding. More than a, 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 as a follower. Ah, uh, that is why you have familiar like this. He is strong and he is big. Because you are not follower, you are chosen. Uh, I wouldn't say chosen. I think I just more fell at her doorstep and she looked at me and was like, yeah, that'll do. But you are also liked by the great protector, too. <laughs> I, I guess so. I don't know. I more make my own path. I don't really... Adhere to all the whole fate nonsense, but not necessarily. And I, uh, Astrid, because like I didn't mean that in a negative way. I didn't mean that in a negative way. It's just it's been a very long day, and the day has only begun. Something is troubling you. I guess. Come, come to the forge. Oh, all right. Ah, uh, I do suggest taking your armor off, though it will get hot. Fair enough. Um. You see Astrid kind of start taking off the armor and she has this like almost gray linen shirt that con- contrasts against her, you know, blue skin, her white hair. And she follows into the forge. Do you need apron and gloves? I have. No, I just, no, no. I just need a place to bless my weapons and try and connect with the great war mother to figure out whether I should be killing my friend now or later. <laughs> That is a good question to ask the warm weather. <laughs> I'm sure she wanted to kill her friends here every now and then when she was ascending. Well, this, this friend is more... You see Astrid pause for a second and she goes, You ever have a friend that you worry that their pride will be their downfall? Yes, Cause, it was. Because that's what I'm worried about. That's what I'm worried about with, with this friend. And, you know, I get it. Maybe I overstepped, but... You, you care a lot about this friend. Well, yeah. I have to make sure that, <laughs> with all the affection in the world, I have to make sure that bitch stays alive. You feel she doesn't appreciate it. You know, at times I don't think she does. Come, commune with the War Mother with me. I have a hilt that may work for a new weapon for you. Oh, well... Thank you. She follows in. Um, uh, how rude of my name is Sasha, by the way. Sasha, very nice to meet you. 
Um, Obviously, my name is Astrid, Astrid Delvo, and this is Oberon. We're very pleased to make your acquaintance. Delvo. Why do I know that, lad? You don't happen to know a, one that goes by the name Zell, do you? Uh, no. That would be Vale. Uh, Vale uh, is my sibling. Oh. But you are blue and they are green. Genetics are one hell of a thing. Sometimes there is a recessive gene in the gene pool. Interesting. Ah, here is the hilt, by the way. Um, and she gives you this beautiful, ornate, um, great sword hilt that looks, as you hold it, as you're holding the body of a crow, and the cross guard are the crow's wings, and the crow's beak and head goes up to hold the sword. You can't see it right now, but I am so tucking my hair behind my ear. Uh, she goes, perhaps you can make new sword, and it will help you commune with War Mother and help you with your friend. The crow seems I'm... to represent your friend. That's certainly one way of thinking about it. You... How do you... Hmm? I'm so sorry, but how do you know Vil? Um, I have known Vel for many years. Can I insight check this? Yeah. I know my sibling. This could either be a lover or a friend. Never knew, never know which one in the moment. That is a 10 total. A 10? Yeah, Sasha's very mysterious. You're Fair. not getting, like, like you said, it could be a lover, it could be a friend. You're not picking up a specific one. All right, all right, then. Keep your secrets. Um, um, Astrid nods, and she's like, "Well, good to know that there's a good to know that there's a friendly face here in Kilian." Yes. Are you a follower of the War Mother? I no. I uh, my great grandmother was not great. Four times great grandmother was a friend of the ascendants. If you don't mind me asking, who was your who was your great and Astrid literally does the great 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 grandmother. Uh, her name was Winifred Gallows, or they knew her as Freddy. I'm. So <laughs> well, that's gotta be a that's gotta be a good story to be to have the honor of telling. Yes, um, but I am also an oracle, so I get visions from the gods. Uh, and that sounds exhausting. It is. But the warm mother warned me of your arrival, as did the great protector. And they said to give you a gift and that you would need it in a battle to come. They said to 
imbue the sunlight in your sword. Great. So everybody else knows that it's a God's forsaken vampire, except for me, until just ten minutes ago. You do not pay attention to signs in front of your face, just information given to you. In all due respect, Sasha, I came into this, I came into this city being told that we were, I was told that we were, we were hunting this Lord, thought it was a human. Nobody told me it was a vampire. Or the fact that there is an emotional connection between my friend and this vampire. So forgive me if I'm a little frustrated at the fact that I'm not given information until the very last second. When, in fact, I'm supposed to be helping keep all of these other people alive. And you see Astrid pause. And she goes, I am... So sorry, Sasha. This this anger is not directed at you. Don't apologize. You need to get it out. Holding strong emotions in like that is not good. It will cause you to mess up in battle. Hmm. Astrid takes the hilt and she kind of like goes over to a forge and she kind of starts like setting everything up and she kind of starts going. You know, I told her that I would sideline her. I would sideline her instantly if she got emotional with this whole thing i'm afraid that i might have to and i don't want and i don't want to have to tell her no sometimes people need to hear no just like right now no don't don't touch that one that one is mine you oh. use this one all right sorry thank it there thank you no is important it is a good word to know and to use even though it hurts i think i'm afraid more than anything because i think i'm starting to see a side of this friend that i've never seen in the time I'm, i've met her and she is a very powerful person. It's not of this realm, correct? No, not technically. She's a very powerful person that she will never admit it. But she's a glass cannon, if anything. She's a glass cannon and she won't admit it. And I'm afraid that the glass cannon might shatter. And she tells me that she knows and that she appreciates me looking out for her, but, you know, deep down, I don't think she does. Do you... I don't think she does. Do you fear that when you talk to her, you are looking in a mirror? Not a mirror. I look at her and I see who I was before all of this. A ripple. Not a reflection, a ripple. See, before this, I was... I was keeping men alive just enough so that they could maybe die in the next game. And I have a feeling that she's walking down that same path where I'm keeping her alive just enough before she throws herself into the next battle, next game, next... I don't know. And I'm afraid. It is because good. what? 
I'm afraid because these people that are a part of this whole thing, this whole cause that we work for, these people look up to her. And I don't want them to think that being a glass cannon for the sake of your own well-being, your own emotion, I don't know. I just worry that these people are going to think that being a glass cannon is alright. In moments it is, but not for the long term. And that's where I worry her pride's going to be your downfall. She has a good friend. You know what? <laughs> well, uh, I aim to be. Here. Let us make a sword and commune with the War Mother. Oh, that I can get behind. Uh, and we will cut from here to Iris. You left Maven in the library. Did you go straight to the tavern? He said to meet her in 20 minutes. It took her 20 minutes to find Maven. Mm -hmm. So she probably did because she's already late. Mm -hmm. You go to the tavern. And I need you to make a perception check as you're outside. Oh no. Oh no, she's dumb. <laughs> but what else is new? <laughs> oh, 19. 19. You hear over here. Is it? Is it a voice she recognizes? She recognizes his voice. She looks. You see that same top hat wearing, makeup faced that, person you that found. That bitch. You. I. Me. Who are you? Did you not li did, did you not listen when the first time I told you who I was? I am not right. I grew up on a farm. My name is Helia. You know friends with Maven. You didn't tell me you were friends with Maven. Well, sometimes it's fun to leave out information for other people to find out on their what own. What do you want? You're going in there to meet with the vampire, correct? How do you know that? Did Maven tell you? Your safe word is tequila sunrise? Did Maven tell you? How do you know this? I'm everywhere. It's creepy as fuck, man. Oh. I use it for good. It's still... Unlike Dorval, who used it for... Not so good. We don't talk about Donnie. No. He has a special fate waiting for him. Yeah. I'm gonna feed him to the pigs. Mm. I mean, before that. When she gets a hold of him, he might not be there. What? Oh. When the benefactor gets a hold of him. Who's the benefactor? You'll meet her soon enough. They always do. Okay, I'm already late. I don't have time for this. What do you want? Mm. Don't drink any of the drinks he gives you. Unless you want to be a vampire. Oh, God, he's going to try to turn me. Is he trying to make me his wife? He did ask. Hmm, I don't know about that, but he did ask you if, he want, if you wanted the coffin to be yours. How did you not see that coming? I already told you. I'm not bright. I grew up on a farm. Hmm. I don't think growing up on a farm institutes your intellect. Tell that. To all of my friends who didn't grow up on a farm. Did you apply yourself? Did you try? Did I try what? To learn. To be smart. What? Did you try to be smart? I think that's one of the dumbest questions I've ever heard. Did you just sit in stupidity or did you try to learn and become smart? I mean, of course I went to school. That's not trying to be smart. But I digress. Just don't drink any of the drinks he gives you. He's going to have his blood in them. That is... Disgusting. Well, he's going to put his blood in the drink so that you drink it. And then he's going to kill you and bury you so you become one. 
that is disgusting and i'm real glad i ate something so i can throw it up he's also a fledgling he's not a full-grown vampire yet who's not as strong as altamir will be what the fuck is altamir you don't listen at all altamir is the one who worked with Dorval to kill all of the captains, and the reason why you're a captain now. So the pigs are gonna get fed twice. Uh, he's a bit decayed and necrotic, but I guess pigs do eat anything. I was about to say, you don't know anything about pigs, do you? But I guess you do. Ah. <laughs> uh, also, it might be easier to find him if you keep an eye out for the name Duvale. Duvay, got it. Uh, Duvale. There's an L at the end. Duvale. Yes. His full name is Lord Edwin Altamir Duvale. He's from a long line of vampires in this city. Um, when Iris was pickpocketing, did she get, like, any kind of, like, receipt or just, like, loose paper? You... The key, the key did have two sides to it. You just looked at one. She just wants to write the name down yeah, so what? she doesn't forget it. <laughs> oh, I mean, you have... You'll probably have a notepad in your bag. Alright, <laughs> she's gonna scribble the name down real quick. He spells it for you. It's D-U-V-E-I-L. Duvel. Thank you. I, I should welcome. get in there before he just outright kills me. I think even you could survive it alone. But it's good to have backup, and I'm here until the rest of them get here. I appreciate it. Of course. Wouldn't want the benefactor's favorite to get hurt. The fuck do you mean by that? You'll find out soon enough. And he goes invisible and disappears. Everybody keeps saying this. <laughs> and she just takes a breath and she goes inside. And with that, we're going to cut to Aliona and Rawl. What are you two doing after Maven left? Rawl is speedily making his way toward the tavern. Probably a good choice. Alona is following uh, quickly in step with him. And as they're walking, uh, she says, All right, we need to make plan. Um, so I say we go inside. We try to get as close as we can. You stay. We stay in shadow. We watch. We listen. And the moment she orders the drink, or things turn south, we, uh, we attack? I am not the most stealthy of individuals. And to say I am inconspicuous is clearly wrong, given my armor. I think it would be better if I stay closer to the entrance of the tavern, away from the bar. And if I see either you or Iris making a move, then I have ways to close the distance fairly quickly. I like this plan. And I like your armor, by the way. Never got a chance to say so, but it's nice. Yes, you stay by door. I... I move like shadows. And I will be a shadow. They will not know I am there. Sounds like a plan. First, we need to confirm it is a vampire, and then, if necessary, end it with extreme prejudice. I agree. Not only have they killed someone very dear to me, 
But now they threaten my teammate? No. I just hope that Iris does not put themselves in unnecessary peril. Iris is smarter than we let on. Iris is street smart. Iris is not book smart. And street smart will keep you alive. I would not comment on their intelligence, but their impulsivity seems to be a bit of an issue. Rawl is remembering how quickly they sped through breakfast. <laughs> yes, but I think that comes from something we do not understand. People have reasons for everything they do. Quite true. There is a reason for all, so... Even though we do not understand yet, it can be made clear another time. But I do wonder, they offered the tavern. They may have cohorts. We could be walking into a nest. Then we must be extra vigilant at all the patrons and not just the vampire. I agree. I will uh, see what I can pick up. And I will try and keep an eye from the back. I imagine if it is a vampire, they've picked a very dark place so you should be able to hide <laughs> perhaps Rawl says looking at his disadvantage to stealth <laughs> <laughs> that is why you stay by door and that is why I the phantom will move like phantom I say, as I look at my plus seven stealth. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys arrive at the tavern, and I am going to cut to back to Astrid and Sasha. Sasha has prepared a blade stencil to pour the metal into in the forge, and is you both are now sweating as you work on these weapons and commune or try to commune with kuma and the gods uh and like if you wouldn't mind giving me a religion check you got it all right actually pretty solid that's not pretty solid that's a five um yeah you kind of are sitting there banging out the metal as you're going along and trying to connect and for some reason the tether is not as strong right now usually when you're working on weapons and communing like this is how you get it and you hear Sasha go something is blocking you I don't know what it is come and, and she, like, lets down this very hard hit of the hammer onto the blade. And she almost lets go of it. She almost lets go of it as she just kind of, like, leans on, like, the work table and just kind of, like, rubs her face, like, rubs her face with her hands and just goes, I don't know. It always works like this. I can just, I can just hit metal on metal and we can have a conversation and I can get an idea of what is going on but it's not working <laughs> oh 
And she just kind of like just sits there, head in hands, trying to kind of ground herself in a way that she just can't. Is there... Give me a second. As she comes over and looks at the blade that you're working on and touches the metal and goes, ah, here. This is not a problem for the War Mother. Then who's it a problem for? I am seeing red and pink in the metal. Can I make a religion check to, like, figure, like, a religion or, like, a history check to kind of... Give me a religion check um, with advantage as she has told you the color. She's, She's metal scrying right now. Okay. Um, and that is like, it is a new practice that has come about since Rainer and, um, Kuma have ascended. Um, and you would probably know of it. You, you're probably not a metal scryer or anything like that, but you know of it. So you can give it to me with advantage because she gave you the colors. Awesome. Okay. So religion with advantage. Don't fuck me, metal die, online dice. 19 total. 19 total. You see, she looks at you and goes, The blade is telling you this is a problem of love and family. You, at the mention of that, Astrid darkens a deeper shade of blue across her cheeks. This is... This is... Have you tried reaching out to Riona or Gittery to talk about this? This might be something more in their domain. Astrid's jaw is so set and she's like, well, Sasha, if I had it my way, I wouldn't be talking about it at all. And I would just put it in my little keep away box that I have right here. And she like kind of gestures to where like her heart would be. I keep that box right there and then I lock it away and then I don't touch it. So. Perhaps that's why you've been slipping up in battle so much. How do you? Holding too much in. I do not slip up in that is another conversation for a different time. Mm. <laughs> and if you wouldn't mind, if you want to work on the sword and give me another religion. Show. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically, she says, that's another conversation for fine. And she walks over to the sword and she's going to make that religion check. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. You sit there and you are working on it and you hear dink 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 as the sword is starting to come together and your vision and hearing is zooming out as the dink 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 gets lower and lower and that is where we will end our session Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us this week um, on Q&S. Nick, if you wouldn't mind uh, telling us where our viewers can find you. You can find me uh, at Radical Slinky on all social medias that I want you to find. 
uh, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of Queers and Spears right, Campaign everybody. 2 Defiance. See you next Your support week. and feedback mean the world to us, and we love you all so much. Don't forget to rate, comment, or leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast, and you may get the chance to receive a shout-out on a later episode. Follow us at Queers and Spears on most social media, except for Instagram, where you can find us at Queers and Spears. We can't wait to have you all back for future episodes, which air every Friday at 12.30 p.m. EST. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.